Welcome to a brand new episode. Life, Love and Perspective. Welcome, I'm your host Cookie and I hope everyone's having a great day. The sun is shining, it's kind of chilly outside, but it's not overly cold. You don't need like a coat, you can get by with like a hoodie, a sweatshirt, long sleeves probably. It's supposed to get like 60, somewhere in the 60s, low high to mid. (laughs) I don't remember, I just, hold on, I'm going to look right now. I think it was mid though, to low. Oh no, it was 63. The high today is supposed to be 63 and it's currently 55 and it feels like 52. Tonight's low is going to be 46 degrees, but right now it's sunny here in Ohio. There you have your weather report. Y'all welcome. For me to be concerned about the weather all the time as far as if it's cold or not, I do not look at the weather the night before. Like, that's not a concern. Like, my husband will be like, turn the TV on so I can see what the weather's going to be tomorrow. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll find out then. And then I'll get mad. It's like, why you ain't tell me it was cold outside? I know he'd be like, girl, go on somewhere. But is it bad, y'all, if your mom says that? I know your husband can't stand you. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I know why she be saying it because I just, Cookie, I just be doing me. I swear I do. And she'll say that like, your mouth is just craziness, girl. And it's like, it's really not. I have a lot of sarcasm. Now I can do sarcasm very well. I like to get to the bottom of stuff. Like, don't BS me with BS. I don't understand how people just be okay with that nonsense. She say that to me all the time, like, he can't stand you. I even tell him that sometimes. I be like, I know you can't stand me. He just be like, you right. <laughs> he don't say it out loud, but I know he be thinking it. He gotta love me. I'm just me. But anywho, speaking of him, we were having this conversation. Something he heard on the radio. He listens to talk radio. I cannot tell you the name of the show, nor the people who said it. Same thing I'm talking about is the same thing they're talking about. And it is the state of black people. We have to do better. I don't understand how so many people are just okay with the mediocrity that we receive on every level. From pay on these jobs to the treatment that we receive from restaurants to stores. And that's another thing. Restaurants and black people. I do not get it. Clearly, black people have no problem supporting black people. Now, maybe within families, that's a different story. And I'm not even sure why that is. Because if you go outside of your family to support a total stranger, why wouldn't you support people in your family? I know if somebody called me and tell me they doing something, having something, selling something, whatever it is, if I can support them, I will at least once. I surely will. Why not? Because if a restaurant open up, guess what? I tell my husband all the time, he's so tired of just trying out restaurants. It's not even funny. Me, on the other hand, I always tell him like, how will we find the next greatest restaurant if we don't try them? He'd be like, we won't, but I will. And we do. So if I can go out and support And in most cases, yes, I'm just going to say it, bad restaurants with bad food. Some of them you may have good service, but most of the time you get bad service and bad food and you're just opening your doors, but we'll go anyway. So if I will go out and support a total stranger, you darn right, I would support somebody in my family. At least just like that restaurant, I'll try that once because a lot of times we don't even go back. I'm not going to keep going back and getting bad service and a bad attitude 
and I'm paying for my food. This whole picture is just upside down and lopsided. I'm not doing that. And I don't understand black people that do that. Like they put the thing in there now that says you can't get a refund if we mess up your food. What you mean I can't get my money back if you mess my food up? No, because I may not have time to wait. I may not even want you to try and get it right. I may simply want my money back because maybe the girl at the register had a bad attitude out the gate. But since I was in here, placed the order already, I'm able to look past that and beyond that. But now you've messed up my order. Now I don't want to, do, I don't want anything from you. I'm out, period. But they now have made it where you can't. So restaurants that have that, we just don't go to them. I understand you're not going to give away your whole entire restaurant to customers. However, what I don't understand is how you can mess up somebody's order and then basically make them take the food anyway. That makes no sense. And to me, that is bad customer service 101. Because what I remember customer service 101 being is you go that extra mile to satisfy the customer. So if I come back in and tell you, hey, this food is rotten or hey, this is overcooked or old and dried out and you open up that box in most cases, if not all, you can look at chicken and tell that it's old. And if you pick up a French fry, you surely can see that it's old. So if I come back in there and tell you that, then there should be no problems with me either me requesting more food to be made, fresh food, or a refund. That is my choice. But I guess because we're living in a society where it seems like our choices are being picked and plucked away from us one by one, maybe that's why it's acceptable. I don't know, but it's not acceptable to me. I have, <laughs> and it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I have a list of places that I simply do not go to. Now, I'm sure they probably don't miss my money. I'm sure they don't. But just imagine if the masses got together and didn't spend their money there, I'm pretty sure service would either improve or they would close their doors. One of the two. But everybody flocking in there like they have the best food and the best service in town only gives them fuel to keep doing what they're doing. They don't have a reason to change. And that's what I'm saying about black people. That's pretty much what the radio conversation was. Well, their perspective also was about schools and education. That's important too. But before I get to that, the restaurants, we have to do better. Get white people, when they have something going on, I don't care if it's somebody moved into their neighborhood they don't like. If there's some kind of ordinance they don't like, they will pull together a group of people and they're going to march right down the city hall, demand some changes happen, or... They're going to hit the streets protesting and the, the crowd is going to get larger and larger until somebody listens and does something. Black people don't do nothing but gather around the water cooler, get on these phones and talk about the injustices and the wrongs that are being done to black people. Well, what you going to do about it? Because ain't no who looking out for black people. Black people have to. And until we decide to take a stand for ourselves, nothing. And I repeat, nothing is going to change. Yes, they can fix laws and things like that. But as a core people, as a society, we again are at the totem pole of everything. Relationships, just raggedy. The way we carry on just foolishly. I cannot tell you one 
white conversation that I have heard on speaker in a store. Now, I am not saying that it does not happen, but I can tell you, I do not recall sitting up in the doctor's office where it's quiet and somebody on their cell phone and we got to listen to what Pookie and Ray Ray them did or what you, somebody on the other end did with their boyfriend the night before. Now, like the one I heard in Walmart, she was beefing with somebody and she on the phone talking about because his clothes here, girl. But the girl then told you he's still sleeping with her. And you think you saying something because his clothes is at your house? Maybe she ain't going to allow him to have his clothes at her house. I don't know. But I what I do know, I didn't want to hear that conversation. I had no business hearing it. I have been in line and people older than me. On their cell phones, they friend cussing up 10 storms and they joining in with them. Excuse me, I don't want to hear that. If I'm on the phone, most of the time if I'm on the cell phone, people ask me why your voice change. Because I'm in the store. Everybody don't need to hear what I'm talking about. And for me, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I feel like I talk loud in the store, like on my cell phone. So they're really... You don't really find me a whole lot on the cell phone in the store. I'm not going to say I don't talk on it, but I'm not. That's not my thing because I don't want to hear nobody's conversation. And I surely don't want nobody hearing mine because I know they don't want to. Why force it upon them? I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't. And I won't. And I don't. And I hate. I do not like when people do that. But we are living in such a selfish, nonchalant space right now it's craziness and it's funny when people looking at other people like what you mean get back to the basics what you mean foundations have some self-respect about yourself what it's almost like it's unheard of who is at the wheel driving the bus for the black people it must not be anybody or we just letting kids drive now and that's what it seems like a lot of these adults are running around here acting like kids like you have kids of your own. You are somebody's mom or dad or parents. And y'all just out here raggedy living. Just pure foolishness for no apparent reason. No kind of example being set at all. What do you think is going to happen when these kids grow up? There is nothing worse than a grown woman getting with a man boy. And a man boy is simply a boy in a grown man's body. Because he's still moving and grooving like a child. Oh, no, no. Don't think it's just for the men. Because it's a whole lot of girl women out here, too. Little girls parading themselves around as grown women. But acting like two-year-olds. I read this thing on Facebook. And this guy had got engaged with his girlfriend of, I think he said, two years. Now, he said she came with baggage. Just to summarize it. He understands that. He sees it in her mom and in her grandparents. So he know where it came from and he definitely know what it looked like. So I guess somewhere along the line, she had to wind up going back home to stay with her grandparents to help them out financially. So while she's doing that, I'm guessing, you know, they still in a relationship. So he's really seeing, oh, she and her element, basically. And this is what it is. Mm. And I guess he's having second thoughts about if he wants to be a part of that sideshow. So he's thinking he does not. The question that he posed for the people was, is there a way that he can back out of it? First of all, why is that even a question? You're a grown man. 
dealing with a grown woman. He says she was with her grandparents until she was either 20 or 21. So that leads me to believe that she's older than 21. You're going to marry her and they were living together. So y'all out here all the way playing house. However, for the guy, it kicks in. This is what I'm going to be stuck with forever. And he's having second thoughts. Now, he never said that he was going to end the relationship. He just didn't want to get married to her. So it would seem very, very simple. Go sit her down and say, hey, this isn't going to work for me as far as getting married goes. And here's why. And then he explains to her why he doesn't want to get married. And so at that point, it's up to her to look at herself and say, you know what? He's right. I need to do something about this before I even think about marrying somebody. Or be in a relationship with somebody as far as that go. Because he did say the first year was wonderful. And after that, after the first year, the toxicity showed up. And he began to see um, it come full-fledged. But I guess the reason why he was asking people, maybe he didn't want to have that conversation. Or maybe he was scared of how the conversation would go, her response. I don't know. It was one of those things that didn't quite give enough information for me. (laughs) Needed a few more details so I could clearly have an understanding and give an informed opinion of said matter but in reality what I know about people it probably wasn't going to go right the girl was gonna have an attitude and it just would have went downhill that's like I saw a commercial for I believe it was couples retreat I think it was and I don't even I can't even tell you who the couple was it was like I kind of heard it and the guy told the girl he was no longer, I think, physically attracted to her. And she was like, I'm so devastated and bust out crying. Um, is that not okay for him to say? Does he have a right to be honest? And that's the problem with a lot of y'all. Can't nobody be honest with y'all. And to me, it's, it's ridiculous. Everybody is grown. Everybody is adults. And if somebody is honest enough to come and tell you something that you think they don't know that it's probably not going to be okay with you. But if somebody has enough balls to come and tell you the truth, I would appreciate it. It's this song. I don't even know who made it. It's called, um, I'm about to pull it up for y'all right now. It's something about, um, women want a real man. I think it's like a blue song. So you're not going to find it on 107. I mean, not 107. Um, I don't even know what channel y'all listen to. Between XM and my playlist, that's pretty much all I listen to. Um, But I know it is a blues song. And somewhere in there he goes, women want a man that'll tell them the truth even if it make them cry. That is so true. Now, a lot of women may not feel that way, but I know I do. I would rather have the truth any day. Let me go deal with it because at the end of the day, guess what? I can't tell you how you feel and you find so many relationships yet again, the guy he may want out of it or the girl may even want out of it. Everybody's scared to say so. Why? I don't understand that. So you mean to tell me we can't be in a relationship and my feelings change for whatever reason. And again, I'm honest enough to come tell you that that's going to be cause for a scene. You're going to start acting a fool, tearing up stuff. Why? That's what I mean when I say we need to get it together. And little girls posing as women. Because that's something a toddler do. 
throwing a straight tantrum all because what he said he didn't want to be with you anymore and then on the flip side oh this is equal opportunity on the flip side you got brothers out here let a girl tell him she don't want to be with him no more he ready to blow her head off are you for real right now so you mean to tell me she don't want you she got kids you gonna kill her take her away from her kids and her family all because she don't want you and then to boot you don't even kill yourself you just kill her and then you go on if you don't get caught and have a thousand women mm. if that's not crazy i don't know what is i mean i don't even want to call it selfish because a lot of, in a lot of these cases that man don't be wanting that girl for real he just don't want nobody else to have her. So you mean to tell me you that butt hurt because some girl don't want you? Maybe there was something wrong in what you were doing that she didn't want you. Or maybe you didn't listen when she told you, listen, you got to get this together. Or maybe you just aren't her cup of tea. Whatever brought y'all together, maybe that thing no longer exists. And that's okay for people to have. It should be anyway. Same thing like I read on in some of these groups where I know I read one. The girl got this big rock as an engagement ring and then told the guy she wanted to wait. If them commenters, the majority of them didn't tell that boy to run, I'll change my name. I can't even understand. Run for what? He said the girl was going to school in this particular one I'm talking about. He said the girl was going to school. And that's why she wanted to wait. She wanted to finish school. So people was like, yeah, because she's going to get her degree and then she's going to leave you. That very well could be a possibility. But she didn't tell him, okay, let's get married. Then, you know, serve him with papers after the fact. So what's wrong with her telling him she want to wait? Maybe she understands what really goes into a marriage. And I don't think most of y'all do. Everybody want to be so in love. Everybody want to have a man. Everybody want to have a woman. But nobody's really willing to put in the work. And I'm not even talking about the work of the relationship. Haven't even gotten there yet. Nobody's willing to get themselves together to even be ready and be prepared to be in a relationship. You hear people talking about, yeah, because if I get a good man or if I had one, girl, what would you do with him? Run him off, try to use him up and taint him for the next girl. Screw him over so badly and then that's that. Why? Because you don't even know how to be in a relationship, let alone talk about a dude that's really about something who ain't for all that nonsense. He not feeling that hood rat mentality. Sorry, that's the reality of it. But why does there even have to be a hood rat mentality? <laughs> Again, we all get the same chance and opportunity. Our lives all can turn around. It doesn't matter where you were raised, what vanilla heights you live in. None of that matters. We all came from roughly the same place in one way or another. Our parents had mom and them thinking and teaching. They gave it to us. We had kids and we started doing the same thing. Some of us quickly decided, oh, uh -uh, I'm not doing that. 
while others just say, oh, okay, because this is how it's done. Just because it's done that way, don't make it right. Look at the world now. The masses are just walking around with their eyes closed. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody's woke. Everybody's walking around. Oh, so woke. No, no, no. I think it's one big nap time. When are we going to start doing better? Everybody always can ask why they at the water cooler. Well, what needs to be done? What can we do? Okay, well, let's see. You can start first with yourself. That's number one. Because once you get that in order, you'll be more prone to think in a positive, uh, more responsive way. So therefore, it should start in your house with you. Then it should trickle down to your kids because they are the ones watching and learning from you. So if you're doing it right, they're probably going to do it right. As opposed to like the little fifth graders in my daughter's class. There was a point where every day she would come home, there was a story to tell. It had got to the point where I asked her, what happened on the soap opera today? Because that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of a soap opera with older, grown people acting out these situations. Instead, they were 10-year-olds acting like they grown. I mean, just clowning. And these are young kids, so you're already in here talking about she going with half the class. He already talking about he going to badmouth her to the next boy. And talking about the boy better not talk to the girl or it's going to be a fight. Then they, at my daughter, um, go find out. And she like, okay, listen, girl, if you don't get out that mess, like I told her, you're being messy. No, when they my friends, that's cool. They can still be your friends. But since they're your friends, on top of that, tell your friend that came to ask what was going on in her business, go ask her yourself. If she wants you to know, she's going to tell you. Why are you coming to me? We all cool. Like I told her, don't do that. That's messy. Most girls are messy. Please don't be a messy girl. Because like I told her, you're going to start out a messy girl and you're going to wind up a messy woman. And that is not a good look. So again, yeah, it has to start at home. It starts with us as parents. And if we're sending a different kind of message, guess what? It's going to be carried out in the streets by our kids. So, yeah, let it start with you. Trinkle down to your kids. And then not only that, instill something in them. Like, they always tell my son told me, me and his dad was troublemakers. Y'all always start trouble everywhere y'all go. No, we don't. If we up there at that school saying something to anybody, it's because something is not right. Our kids go there. Our kids go to that school. I took them out of that school based on the write-up that they presented talking about what they were offering. I was excited because I thought this was going to be a good experience for them. It allowed them to be in school together longer. Like where they came from, my son would be out of her school already. So when I saw this one, it's like, oh, okay, cool. They get to stay in school longer. She'll be a little older by time he does, you know, prepare to go on to high school. And the little flyer, it read wonderfully. They had the open house. Of course I went. Went and talked to the teachers and everything. Whoever my kid was going to have as a teacher, 
I talked to him. Now, this was during the pandemic, and we were supposed to wear masks. So, when I got into school, I noticed there were a lot of parents that didn't have them on, nor did their kids, especially their kids. And it's like, wait a minute now. You're heading up the school. You have one on. This school is supposed to have a uniformed kind of feel to it, a school of structure. But yet you have these parents rolling up in here without their mask. Yeah, they had a box of them sitting there when you walk in, and they had hand sanitizer. I'm not going to lie and say they didn't. They absolutely did. But there was nobody enforcing that. How's that possible? So when school started, absolutely, I called before then. I spoke with the teachers while I was at the open house. I spoke with the principal, and I asked him the same thing. Uh, what are you going to do about these masks? Because there's a lot of people up in here right now. Oh, no. Well, when schools start, okay, I understand that. But if you're setting a standard for how this school is to be ran, don't you think your standard should be set now with the parents so they can reinforce what you're going to set? So that way we're all on the same page. No, they did not. Oh, he told me, okay, yeah, we're going to get right on that. Oh, okay. School started, and guess what? I had to go up there probably three or four more times. I had to wind up calling the owner of the school. Because seriously? So just put my kid at risk, huh? And I do everything I can, me and my husband, to make sure we're not at risk. Or at least doing everything we can so we can stay COVID-free. I'm buying masks. I'm ordering masks for my kids, for us, on a regular and we're wearing them. And you mean to tell me your school told me this is what y'all was going to do and you're not doing it? So that's what my son means by we're troublemakers. No, it's not about being a troublemaker. Let's, it's a black school. I think it's maybe three, four white teachers there, if that many. I know it's a couple. It is a few there. But it's mostly, and they have some white kids that go there, but it's a predominantly black school. I thought it was going to be a good experience because of what they offered. However, even after the open house, I quickly, quickly, quickly saw that that was not the case. They pretty much had staffing issues off the bat. Um, There was the COVID issue that no one seemed to be, in my opinion, taken seriously. And the thing that I didn't get, how we all black up in here and y'all just, like, it don't even matter. Was it because they were of the mindset that black people didn't get COVID? I don't know what the thinking was. It wasn't okay with me. None of the issues that they were having. I wasn't so much worried because clearly the extracurricular activities weren't in place either. So... It was a lot of things that needed to be fixed before they opened their doors. In my opinion, that means you should have had backups in place, everything. There was none of that. I remember one day I went up there to pick the kids up and I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the girl tells me, oh, well, the one person isn't here today and we really didn't know what to do. What you mean you don't know what to do? You see parents sitting out here waiting on their kids. You see this bus sitting here waiting on these kids. Start bringing these kids out so they can go home. That's what you do. You mean to tell me somebody needs somebody to tell somebody that? And then people walking around, the workers, I mean, 
they would they faces tore up. What your face tore up for? I'm the one who been sitting out here for 45 minutes almost. What you mad at? Because you should have known what to do. Y'all should have already had a plan in place on if somebody is not here, how this school is ran or how dismissal is ran. But again, we are talking about black people and why is you automatically assume the worst. I was telling my mother about the school. <laughs> True story. Her first question after I told her about it, they black. I told her, why would you say that? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that that kind of foolishness, and that's what I'm going to call it, is associated to black people. It's the same thing like I spoke about the customer service in black restaurants. Again, you just automatically assuming, making that connection, you can't work with black people. But why can't you? You should be able to. If they have sense enough to start a business, why don't they have sense enough to run it and maintain it properly where they have good customer service? And again, I'm not even saying give out your restaurant, but why can't you hold your workers accountable? Why can't workers come in with the work ethic of I am coming in here to do my job, which is service the public. Now, me personally, I learned early on and I was a cashier. Let's say I think I worked as a cashier a few times when I was younger. But what I quickly realized, mm, that ain't for me. That is not for me because I don't like speaking to people and they don't speak back when I know you heard me. Now, I understand this is my job, but because now you made me feel some kind of way and that may spill over into the quality of service that I provide to you. That's not for me. I understand that about me. I understand my limitations or my weaknesses, whatever you want to call it. I understand I'm crazy. How about that? If that's the way you want to term it, I understand that. How come everybody can't do that? So guess what? I did not keep looking for customer service jobs as a cashier. Now, I don't mind over the phone doing it, but in your face cashiering, while you standing there mean mugging me and all this old stuff talking crazy, I don't have time for that. So that is not for me. So it has nothing to do about, I need to work. I do need to work. I did need to work. So I looked for jobs that I could work. And that was it. Why can't everybody do that? I mean, you're out looking for a job anyway. Find one that works for you. Not one where you're going to be having an attitude that you don't like serving customers, then don't serve them. You don't have to take that job. I don't have to shop there and that person don't have to hire you. So that's for all those restaurant owners out there listening. Do a check. Start doing better on your hiring. The manager of a grocery store told me that pretty much they just let them do whatever because they can't hardly get nobody to work. So if they come to work, then, hey, so let me understand this. Just because they're coming to work, they're free to come to work and treat customers like crap. And you as the manager are okay with this. That's crazy because a lot of people come to work and that do their jobs. They complain about how they have to do other people's jobs. They complain that there is no recognition on the jobs. They complain because the manager is a piss poor manager. 
they complain because the morale of the business or whatever is crappy. All these things start with the manager. So if it flows down, then maybe there's a problem with you. See how all of these things are connected? Because you jacked up and you thinking it's okay. And that that's an, that's an excuse. I've been told before restaurants that, well, they knew. Mm, and what does that mean? That that gives them a pass to mess up my order? I feel like this. Basically, I'm hearing the manager tell me. He's new, so it's okay. Forget it. His fault. That's unacceptable because I understand the difference between training and somebody out working. Now, if you got him coming to my table by himself, taking orders, and he got a bad attitude, can't answer no questions, then he shouldn't be out here by himself. If you don't have another worker to come train him, guess who should be next to him? The manager should. Then you train him or either get him off the floor. But me receiving poor service because a person is new and there's nobody helping them correct their errors out the gate. So basically they're learning bad behavior. And nobody's there to correct this. That's not okay with me. Not as a paying consumer. It is not okay. But guess what? With so many people, it is okay. Just accept anything. Anything. And that's not okay. No other race just accepts anything. I remember my husband took my son to the store. We went to an Arab store. And my son wanted Skittles. Like, we'll say the rainbow kind. But the rainbow kind was in a box that had not been opened. Now, they had a different kind, maybe sour ones. I don't know. But I just know it was a different kind that he did not want and the box was open. You know what that man did? Here, take these. Um, excuse me? He did not ask for those. No, that's not what he wanted. He wanted those. Oh, that box ain't open. Okay, well, I tell you what. We don't want nothing. Keep your box closed and we're going to keep our money. And we will not be back in here. And that was the end of that. Nobody going in there like that. You shouldn't have to. And that's what we explained to our son. If you're spending your money, you the consumer, you don't have to just take whatever they give you, whatever scraps they want to give you. That's not how that works, nor should it. But too many times, that's exactly how it works. I mean, people be looking at me that I talk to and stuff. They looking at me like I'm crazy because I think black people have missed so many steps. It ain't even funny. And we just spiraling backwards and out of control. Like there's nobody at the, at the wheel. Everybody's so woke but sleep at all the wheels. Like I said, it's just one big nap time. I don't understand. I don't even see how it's okay with people. So yeah, people, we need to do better, not only for ourselves, but for our kids and as a society. I mean, it's getting worse. Capitol Hill cures nothing about black folks. Even white people understanding that. Those ones who want to get in and fight with the black people for different causes, they understand it's a trickle-down effect. And if they don't have money, if they just regular old us, guess what? It's going to roll down they back too. That's why they fight so hard, I'm sure, to keep stuff above board in their neighborhoods and whatnot. Black people don't do nothing except for sit up on that phone, 
running off of their mouth, spreading somebody's business on Facebook, acting a plum fool, or just on Facebook for hours doing nothing. And that is a time-consuming trick. <laughs> I know, I have did it myself. Started out one post and 30,000 posts later, I'm still on Facebook. Where did the time go? Oh my gosh, I only jumped out here for a quick minute. Yeah, we got to do better. See, I'm guilty of it too, wasting time. And I and I know I don't have time to waste. I know I don't, nor do I want to. I got kid, my kids looking at me. I have my kids looking at me to be an example. They're looking at their dad to be an example. So as parents, it's our place, our duty, our obligation, our responsibility to step up to the plate and do the best we can. It is time to let the excuses float down the river. Ain't no talking about these grown kids out here. They just young. They are, but they got better sense than that. First of all, I know a lot of them were taught better. You saw better, you were taught better. You were told and you were shown better. But for whatever reason, in their heads, in their lives, they decide, you know what, I'm going to do it this way. Okay. And as parents, we got to let them start praying for them kids and let God do what he going to do. And that's all you can do. And you do better. If you got young ones, do better by them than you did by the older ones. You know what mistakes you made as parents. Hell, I know what mistakes I made as a parent. My husband knows what mistakes he made. We all know. Now, do we want to look at it? Most people want to look at it. Probably not. But you did it, so you might as well look at it. And do better. Learn from it and do better. Stop letting the past hold everybody hostage. How you going to let the, pa the past hold you hostage? The past has gone on about its business and moved on to somebody else. And you still talking about what you holding on to. Let it go. That goes for men and women. Because both of y'all need to grow up. Men and women need to grow up. Don't be telling nobody you 40, 35, 28, none of that. And you still living and acting like you 16. You just making yourself look crazy. Don't do that. That's not a good look for a man or a woman. I would say more so for the man because it's kind of like that past women get because of all they baggage. So you accept and expect them to act crazy well the same way with the guys most of them out here they just laying and playing that's all they doing they not serious about nothing and nobody and then you have the females that have kids that move these guys in or bring them in over their kids and have them babysitting you don't know nothing about them everybody in their family know they don't like kids but you ain't never even met their family so you don't know nothing about nothing yeah it's very important that's just like the um the football player who died recently. I forget what his name was. I think he went to Ohio State, maybe. Don't quote me on it. But anyway, I know he was a football player who was crossing across the freeway and got killed. And so his wife had the funeral and the boy's mother and father, they were not going to attend the funeral because they had not met the wife. And I do believe they said they had been married for like a year or more. Don't quote me on the year, but I know definitely they have been married for a minute. Maybe there's a reason why. I know people in real life, just regular people, they don't really deal with the in-laws. And that's fine. You don't have to be all buddy-buddy. But for me, I want to know. I'm going to hang out for a minute. I want to see what I'm getting into. I want to see, <laughs> see the nuts shake out the tree. Because I can't necessarily rely on my mate to show them all as soon as we hook up. They, they probably not going to do that. 
So you really don't know who you getting. So where are you going to find out at? Yeah, I'm going to have to meet Mama Nim to see. That way, at least I can get an idea of what, what the flow is of the family. Because like the article that I had mentioned way earlier, that's what he said. He said that the grandparents were manipulators. Mm, you got to figure in her toxic behavior, his fiance, she probably is a manipulator too. Yeah, I'm going to need to see where you come from. As everybody should. Stop just jumping into these relationships. Talking about we together now. Y'all don't even know one another. Take time to get to know one another. The one thing I can say about back in the day. They definitely had it right. They had it right until it got turned around and loosened up. They used to court back in the day. Maybe, maybe. Ever thought about that? Maybe. That's why grandma and them was able to stay together for 50 years. Because they took time to court and get to know one another. I bet you they knew what kind of nuts was falling out of them families. I bet you they knew. Because you go around pe people's families long enough. And you know some people in the family, <laughs> they're not even going to try to hide their hand. They're going to show all they crazy. And it may be a bunch of them, all of them, or some of them. But you can, at that point, you can at least get an idea. You can see how your person, your mate, is interacting with the family. You get a chance to see all that, but nobody's looking at that. And then once they get in there, it goes wrong. Ain't nobody trying to really work nothing out. And then you got them in these relationships for all the wrong reasons anyway. I'm not a male basher. I say I'm a male advocate because I know men got baggage. Theirs comes out differently. It's aggressive, it's mean-spirited, it's derogatory, it's abusive, and all the other ones that I may have left out. So yeah, that's them dealing with their baggage. So I think that if men and women took time to really grow up and become adults and start moving and acting like adults, change the mindset I think you'll start seeing something different. And then, and only then will we be able to start making a difference in our communities. Because our mindset is going to be different. It's totally going to be different. Whereas, if you out here just kind of living life, what goes on in your community, you're not really that concerned about it for real. Long as it does not land on your doorstep. Now, that's when, when, when it's time to get action. Is when it lands on your doorstep. But until then, nobody has a problem with it. That's because your mindset is that. Whereas you have other people's mindset may be totally different. Of course, they understand they better care about their community because nobody else does. So, yeah, you're going to see them moving and grooving and wanting to do different. Getting involved with different causes that affect black people or people in your community. Like I said, that happened with the uh, happened with the beauty supply store, and the girl got jumped or jumped on or whatever by the workers. And within a couple of days, men and women went down with their signs to picket and protest. That lot was empty when they showed that video. And like that man in there told him, "No, you're not coming up in here in our neighborhoods doing this nonsense. It stops here. You can close up, pack up. It's not happening." So I thought he meant pack up for good <laughs> until I went down there after we saw the video because we were going to get involved. 
and I went down there and nobody was there. I was quite disappointed. I really was because I thought, okay, finally black people are starting to get it. And I know you have to start somewhere. So having that little group of people, like I tell my husband every day that they come back, see, this was before I found out they weren't coming back. I told him every day that they come back, they should have a larger group. Every time they come back, you got access to social media. I mean, everybody watch the video. So you mean to tell me you can't come get involved and shut that store down? No, because they are. They're very disrespectful in black communities. But yet they open up. The Arabs have opened up and taken over all the convenience stores and most of them. And corner stores, especially in the inner city. And you mean to tell me you're going to treat these people like that and they're going to keep shopping? Uh, a restaurant is going to just do whatever they want to and keep your money and stay in business. They're going to give you bad service, bad attitude, and they're going to remain open because you're going to keep shopping there. I remember I was probably in my early 20s. I was in Wendy's <laughs> and up around where they have the the menu, the price list and everything. I'm standing here in line. It's plenty of people in Wendy's. I'm not the only person in there, me and the workers. No, it's the workers, me, and a lot of customers. I'm standing here like, is that a roach crawling around? In, on, oh, my God. And I said it out loud. Guess how many people left out of there? One. It was me. One person left out of there. Or two people, me and my husband. That was it. Everybody else was like, oh, that's okay. Okay, that's cool, apparently, because nobody left. Nobody moved. Nobody was outraged. You know, a couple of people looked up there, but that was that. I couldn't even understand. I, I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. That's a whole nother kind of mentality. I don't do that. That's not my thinking. Same way we lived in an apartment a long time ago. And they, it was a nice apartment. When we moved there, it was predominantly white. It was often the cut. Man, it was a cool little a building. I mean, it had several complexes, you know, like on the property or whatever. But then as time progressed and as the years went on, people started, white people started moving out. Black people started moving in. And next thing you know, so did the roaches. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I can't stay here like that. So they sent the bug guy around to spray. Okay. I mean, I'll give you a chance to get rid of them, but that didn't happen. So he sprayed, we're going we're gonna to say Monday. I'm still seeing them Wednesday. I'm going to need you to come back out here. <laughs> so he comes back out and he's like, well, yeah, I really don't know what to tell you because a lot of people aren't letting me in. What you mean? Yeah, they won't open the door. Well, let me understand this. So you mean to tell me, I know these roaches are not just in my apartment because they didn't come from me. So they're clearly running around the building. And you're telling me people won't let, did you tell them you were here? You were the exterminator? Uh, he's like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I tried to explain the reason why I needed to get in there because if I'm only spraying if he's only spraying my apartment, they're going to leave out of here and they're going to run into theirs. So let him in so they can run out the building and get just get rid of them. I was too outdone. And I told my husband, uh, yeah, it's time to move. And that's what we did because what do you mean people aren't letting you in? 
I would have had my door calling him in the hallway down here. Come here first. I don't. That's a different kind of mentality. And you mean to tell me that kind of mindset does not need to be changed? Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And all I'm saying is you got to start somewhere. You can baby step yourself to success. You know what's wrong. You know what's wrong in your life. You can look at your relationship. You can look at the guy you with. Guys, you can look at the chicks you with. Why you with her? Why you with him? Are y'all equally benefiting from the relationship? Is he adding to your happiness? Is she adding to your happiness? Are y'all making each other better people? Are y'all pushing each other to be better? Are y'all striving to reach goals? Are y'all moving and operating as a team? Are you making him better? Be a better man? Are you making her a better woman? Because if the answer is no on any of that, it's time to do better. It is because no way both of y'all should be stagnant, standing still. Knowing y'all was the same way last year that y'all are this year. Nothing has, nothing's different. Everybody, y'all still struggling. Y'all still beefing. Y'all still arguing about the same problems. In a year's time, are you for real going to tell me y'all couldn't figure the problem out? Y'all couldn't solve it? Y'all couldn't come to a peaceable, amicable resolution, solution to the problem? It's just still chaotic. Crap cussing. Acting a fool. Arguing. Being this example before these kids. Or just in a relationship that you're not happy with community just going to pot and you're watching it the world is steadily moving around us we're not in control of any of it arabs got corner stores and convenience stores they corner that market chinese people they corner the um the little beauty supply stores they corner that market what black people got a few a handful of restaurants and most of them have bad service and bad food and that's the reality of the matter. And then you wonder why people everywhere talking about you can't do business with black people. Why is that a thing? It's a worldwide, everybody know, don't mess with black people. Come on. As a race, we should be offended by the fact. Not talking about, oh, that's them that's just saying that. Mm, no, it's not just people saying it. Y'all make it true. You prove it every time. Every time. And you don't even try to do better. The only thing you do is get an attitude. Why are you mad at the consumer? All they're saying is, hey, you're not going to treat me this way. You're not going to give me this poor service, this bad attitude, and this bad food, and expect me to be a loyal returning customer. And then the kicker is you hear these business owners talking about yeah because black people won't support black people are you kidding me why would we support what you're putting out maybe if you do better people will support it now don't get me wrong some people just be on nonsense i don't know and they don't and people don't support people some people do and like i said the biggest thing that i see on facebook everybody tells says the same thing yeah because your family ain't gonna support you why not can someone Please go to Life, Love, and Perspective on Facebook and tell me why not. Or go to lifeloveandperspective.com 
drop a line and explain to me why not? Why won't you support family? You'll support a stranger and you know you getting bad service. At least the people in your family you support and they, you know, they just starting out trying to get their feet wet, you know, that kind of thing. And you're not going to mess with them? Come on, people, we blow money on less. And I do mean less. We buy whatever we want to. And again, you got money to go try this new spot. I don't know, people. Let's do better. Better for ourselves. Better for our kids. Better for our communities. And watch everything start to turn around. We have to start sticking together. We have to start having a new perspective, a new lease on life. It's never too late to start over. Isn't it? When you say start over, it's not like you leaving everything and going to start over. No, you, you wake up one morning and go, uh-uh, this has got to end. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to do something different with my attitude. I'm going to do something different the way that person talks to me. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to start looking out for me and taking care of me and loving me, loving on me, respecting myself and demanding that other people respect me also. It's not a bad thing if you make set, set standards for yourself and you make sure other people adhere to said standards. That's not doing too much. Most people that say that are the people who are the offenders. <laughs> they the ones doing the foolishness. It's too much foolishness going on in the race of black people. The deck is already stacked against us. Let's do our part to unstack the deck. To stack it in our favor. Man, black people are the business. They creative. Definitely got heart. Yeah, they can get out and sell a business. They know what it takes in terms of starting something. The only thing that seems to be the missing component is how to make it that place where customers say they got great customer service. Everything about that place is wonderful. That's where the focus is not going. So... I really do want to see us as a whole do better. And that includes myself. That's why I have no problem being transparent in the area of where I've come from and grown from. And I have no problem telling y'all how I did it. Because... Sometimes that's all you need is the seed planted and a card to get a card that tells you how to, you know, get the seeds growing. Yeah, I don't mind giving you the steps. I mean, my steps may not be yours. You may get in there and figure out your own steps. That's fine. The only thing that I'm trying to do, the point that I'm trying to make, I mean, we already know it's, it's rough out there. And nobody is fighting for us but us. But we're not even really even in the fight. We're sitting on the sidelines talking up the fight. It's time to get off the sidelines, people. It's time to get on the field. 
take your rightful position, whatever it is. You know, and if you don't know, go find out. Find out who you are. Find out what you like. And I know that's crazy to tell an adult, but there are so many adults out there that truly, once you take the kids out the equation and say, okay, now, what do you want to do? I don't know. They don't know. And it's not even about money. They simply don't know. They don't know what they would like to do. All they know is I need a job and to go to work. That's what they know. The thought doesn't even enter their mind of being their own boss. I'm not saying everybody because some people are driven that way. They are just designed and cut. I'm not working for anybody. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people who have no idea. That's If you really think about it, that's a crazy place to be. You just don't know what you want to do. If you could, if somebody said, you know what, I'll give you exactly the, the exact amount of money that you need to accomplish whatever you want to do, they wouldn't know. So find out. It's not too late. It is never too late to be better. I mean, you've been jacked long enough. So how about give that a shot and see how things turn around? I mean, that's my point. Give it a try because, hey, you've tried everything else and you see where that's gotten you. It's gotten you repeating the same behaviors day after day, year after year. And you're sitting wondering, woe is me. Nothing goes right. I'm unhappy. All that, all that negative stuff. I see and I can understand or how stress can make you sick. Because just like everything in our lives is kind of connected, like something happened, made you bitter, now you're bitter in life about certain situations. So you're giving out bad advice, negative advice. It's time to do better, people. So I hope everyone continues to have a great and wonderful day. You have been listening to Life, Love, and Perspective. And until next time, have a great day. Don't, Don't miss, miss the, the next, next episode. episode. Life, Life, Love, and Perspective. perspective.